better nobody a lot of people were writing that line in their online messages of condolence this weekend to the family of former toronto mayor mel lastman lastman died saturday in toronto at the age of 88 his funeral was set for monday and it was going to be live streamed on the benjamin's funeral home website the link is in our show notes dozens and dozens of fans were sharing their memories of the flamboyant public figure the famous commercial that he starred in with his son Blaine for his family's bad boy furniture and appliance stores is just one of those iconic 1990s pop culture creations that instantly brings to mind his larger-than-life personality and the man who came out of the Jewish immigrant neighborhood of Kensington Market in Toronto in the 1930s and went on to become a millionaire businessman, then mayor of North York for 25 years, and after that the first mayor of the amalgamated city of Toronto. Lastman also made headlines for some of his politically incorrect remarks while he was mayor of Toronto, like insulting Africans, and for a computer leasing scandal that cost the city over a million, although no one was ever charged. And who can forget him calling in the Canadian Army in 1999 after Toronto was buried under a massive snowstorm, but the move drew scorn from other Canadian cities who thought Lastman was being a winter wimp. But Lastman's admirers and critics now say two things about him, that he always put promoting Toronto first and before that the city of North York, where the main public square now bears his name. And the second thing was that Lastman never forgot where he came from. It's nice that to say that out of that Jewish community in that area, many people of leadership, be it in business, be it in, 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 in politics, have evolved from that setting in a very positive way that has changed Toronto you know, expanded, became an international city to people that came from that era. And uh, he's an example of that. He was a very, very good mayor. He was a good leader. He, uh, he was an excellent retail politician and he was, um, he was a true salesman. He really was committed to selling Toronto. I'm Ellen Besner and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, December the 13th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Mel Lastman's been out of the public eye for the last couple of years as his health declined, particularly after the loss of his wife Marilyn in 2020. But he left his mark on Toronto with his 30-year-long political career, bookended before and after by his business success. After he left politics in 2003, Lastman rejoined his appliance and furniture company, now run by his son Blaine and a granddaughter, and he was the one that came up with the famous slogan, Nobody. Coming up, we'll hear from three people who knew him well, journalist Sue Ann Levy, retired city councillor Norman Gardner, and from Rabbi Shmuel Spiro of the Anshe Minsk Synagogue in Kensington Market, where Lastman had his bar mitzvah. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Bonjour, ici c'est Marcy Grossman. I'm Marcy Grossman in Abu Dhabi, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. The school board in Edmonton will not be giving students a day off for Yom Kippur next year, despite a push by several community groups to make the school year more reflective of the diversity of Edmonton's population. The school board did vote to add two new holidays to the official calendar, one being Diwali and the other being the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Some groups had asked for Yom Kippur to also be an official day off, as well as Eid and another holiday for Sikhs, 
The board says it's taking baby steps towards engaging the community, so it's issued a calendar in the meantime which shows all the faith days each month, not just the Christian ones as it used to have, so teachers don't schedule exams or field trips around important religious dates of other faiths. The Jewish community in Edmonton says it wasn't really looking to get Yom Kippur as an official holiday, but welcomes the more representative calendar. People who remember Lastman's legacy remember certain things that stick out. He championed Toronto's bid to host the Olympics, but his racist remarks probably cost them the nod. When he was asked whether he would go to Kenya in 2001 for the bid meetings, he replied that he was afraid he might likely be boiled in a pot by African cannibals. He's also thought to have fathered two other sons out of wedlock, and he went public with the affair, saying he'd settled out of court with their mother. He did encourage artists to create 326 life-size statues of moose around the city, and he had a coin minted with his own picture on it. Suan Levy covered city hall politics for the Toronto Sun newspaper while Mel Lastman was in office. Despite her criticism of some of his policies, and the six-figure retirement bonus he got when he left office, she loves a photo of Lastman helping her campaign when she decided to run for office in the 2009 Ontario provincial election. Levy joins me now from Delray Beach, Florida, where she now writes for the TNC News, a conservative news site. I was very fond of him, and because he took the time, well after he retired, to come out canvassing with me, And I could not believe at that point, that was six years after he'd retired, how much people still loved him. And, you know, he he just, it was like Tony Bennett when he did his concert and he had Alzheimer's. He just turned on magically. Mel was out with his peeps and he turned on magically. He, you know, he, um, he was so thrilled to have these people come up to him and say that they adored him. And I thought, The picture itself showed me very animated, him very animated. And it was, you know, it was Mel at his best. And and I was very, very honored that he decided to come out with me. How do you think people would, uh, how would he have managed if he was the mayor now with political correctness and things, some of the things he said? In a nutshell, not well. Because I think that, I mean, and that doesn't speak to him so much as to what's happening in the world. He spoke his mind. He was, you have to remember, I mean, he was in his late 60s when he came in as mayor. He grew up in a different world and uh, (laughs) he attended his first gay pride parade as mayor. And I wasn't out at the time, but I remember I was tremendously proud of him for doing that because he stretched his boundaries. But he said things that were outrageous, you know, things about boiling uh, pots in uh, Kenya when they were bidding for the Olympics, that would never fly. He would never get anywhere with that kind of, he would have been canceled in a minute. Um, But, uh, you know, I, (laughs) I was fond of him for his outspokenness, I have to say. And now the pendulum has swung too far to the other way. He embarrassed people. Sometimes he embarrassed the people who worked for him, but uh, you know, you always knew it was on his mind. I have to tell you now, you can't say a word. So I, I, I just wrote a tribute to him, wrote about like all this stuff came back, all these crazy schemes he was involved with. And, you know, there were some crazy things that went on, like when he went on CNN during SARS and said he was very upset that who the who um, 
had uh, banned people from or issued a travel advisory that people shouldn't come to Toronto. And he said, who the heck is the who? The WHO, right. Now, he wasn't the first Jewish mayor, but Mm -hmm. he was Jewish. Do you know if he suffered from or was uh, the target of anti-Semitism? Yes. And I think from the media, in fact, I think that um, nobody really in the end thought about him as a Jewish mayor. They thought of him as a competent mayor. I think they more focused on his achievements and the fact that he was a salesman. So are you doing anything to lobby for some kind of public naming or uh, a statue or any, do you know, and do you know if anything's being done about it or, or it's too early maybe? It's too early, but there is Mel Aspen Square, which will always be, you know, his square. And uh, I have to tell you, it was very fitting that we had a pro-Israel rally there a couple of months ago. So, you know, that will always be uniquely Mel. As to other things, I have no idea. I think we need to name a moose in honor of Mel somewhere in Toronto. That would be, (laughs) he'd be looking down and saying, that's my moose. (laughs) Rabbi Shmuel Spiro is the spiritual leader of the Anshe Minsk Synagogue. It's located in the Kensington Market area where Mel Lassman grew up. Although Lassman's moved up in the world and moved to better neighborhoods, the mayor regularly would come back to worship. I became rabbi in the late 80s, and um, I knew about uh, Mel, and then we had a fire at the synagogue. That was in 2001. He was um, very involved. Like He he came to the synagogue. There was an arson attack on the synagogue, and he was very present. I have pictures of him with the interviews, and of course, he made it very clear that, you know, he wants to be there you know, for us and um, whatever help, help things, help the help be provided. Let's put it that way. And um, actually, and before that, there was, when he became mayor downtown and it was interesting, we had a, a Minchin Marav every day at the shul. And whenever, he, when he had yard site, he then would call me in advance and tell me he has yard site, he's coming to Minchin Marav. And then he'd say, I want to put on a nice spread like a little, they call it a kiddish, and um, he consistently did that. And when he would come, he would spend time. He wouldn't just come and rush out, but he would spend time and schmooze, schmooze about you know his growing up in um, in that area. Because Mr. Lastman even had his he had his bar mitzvah in in the Minsk shul. I think I think even his ofruf was at the shul. So I mean, he was. We were all proud that he. His roots were in Kensington Market. His roots were in the in in the in the Anshe Minsk, and was an example of the Jewish those who the immigrants to uh, Toronto, the Jewish immigrants who really received and in their growing up growing up in Toronto had had a great love for the city, and really gave back. Norman Gardner was a city councillor from the same area, North York, in the late 1970s, and he spent years at the helm of the city's police commission, and he even ran several times unsuccessfully for mayor after Lastman left. He knew Lastman well. He even socialized with him, although they didn't always see eye to eye. People who may not know what North York looked like before uh, it, the way it looks now, what influence, what impact physically, geographically, architecturally, did Mayor Lastman have on the city, especially North York? Lastman did want to have a downtown in North York. We were trying to develop one in North York because there was a lot of money coming in to uh, 
at, at the time into, into Canada and particularly Toronto and North York bid for, um, because people wanted to safeguard their funding or their funds. So a lot of money was coming in from Asia in particular. And uh, originally we wanted to have a 50-50 split in terms of commercial development and the residential development, but the market forces drove more for condominium development than it was uh, for commercial development, of which there are now more than 100 you know, fair, fair size condominium buildings in the Young Street Quarter. And for Mel Lastman Square? Yeah, well, we wanted to develop uh, uh, a parkland or, or community se- setting in the, in, the, uh, city, in the Civic Square. And consequently, um, uh, it, uh, uh, it, it wound up developing into what we see today with the amphitheater uh, setting. Uh, with a skating rink, and, uh, and there were quite a few, you know, events that wound up coming there. Now, it, it was interesting um, how the name it, Mel and Lastman Square got developed because we were searching for a name, and then one of um, uh, Mel's nemesis is on council, jokingly said, "Well, why don't you name it Mel Lastman Square?" And everybody said, "Okay, that's a great idea," and much to his fr- the, the nemesis' frustration that became the name of the of the square so uh that 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 is the the background for for the name and um as far as the, the you know calling in the the army do you think that in today's modern age that he would have been vindicated absolutely i, I you know it was it was a terrible storm because i know at the time i got invited to uh a community meeting by Councillor Nunziata in the Eglinton Keel area, and um, I um, I wound up going up there, and then actually uh, joining one of the staff sergeants in the area of uh, visiting some of the um, the stores on Eglinton Avenue in, in in that particular area, and it was like freezing, and some of the streets you couldn't navigate some of those streets, ambulances couldn't go there, but the um, you know, the multi-wheeled uh, vehicles that the army had could. And, uh, you know, the, the, so, so the media tried to make it look like it was a foolish thing to do. But actually, it was a life-saving thing to do. It was a great idea. It came, you know, it came to him in a moment. Why, why don't we bring in the army, you know, to help out? And now we see the army has gone into long-term nursing homes. The army is uh, dealing with flood situations. So... What should people know who don't know anything about Mel Lastman? Because he's been out of sort of the public life for a while and young people may not know who he was. Uh, what should they know? What kind of well, person he was and what did he do for Toronto? Well, he wasn't the normal politician. Let's put it that way. You know, he, he, was, a, he was a flamboyant individual, a self-made man. Uh, he, uh, he, he, he cared a lot about in people he wanted to be he wanted to be loved i mean when you're in politics you always want to be loved uh, and um but he genuinely cared about people and he had uh, a lot of good uh, uh people working for him that felt like he did as well and um consequently uh, you know i think that uh, that he was he was a very very good mayor he was a good leader and um uh he supported a lot of good, you know, programs that that, uh, that went right down to the community level, 
we built community centers. We we went out and looked at for you know to help people who are in the disadvantaged uh, sector of the community, and um, he, so you know I, I mean I give him a lot of praise because uh, his heart was in the right place, and uh, as long as you 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 know you you act in good faith and you you do things that or you are your your desire is to do good things for for the public, then you you deserve support. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Sandra Sterling of Montreal. She really liked the episode we did with Professor Ruth Weiss about too many Holocaust museums. And we'll end the episode with this clip of the late Mel Lastman being interviewed about one of his favorite stunts for Bad Boy, which was selling refrigerators to people in the Arctic in the 1960s. I was flying over the Arctic, and I looked down, and I see all this ice and snow, and I figure, oh, that's a terrific idea. Nobody ever sold a refrigerator. It went into the Guinness Book of Records. Nobody ever sold a refrigerator to the Eskimos. and gone there to do it. And we took it down there, and he gave me two dead fish and a fur. (laughs) 